Hey there, welcome to Beyond the Bikini podcast, where you can enhance your body and your mind. My name is Nicole Ferrier, exercise science grad, certified personal trainer, bikini competitor, and coach. On this podcast, you will learn more about my experience in the fitness industry, competing in bikini competitions, mental health, and how to gain more success in your own life in your fitness journey. So sit back, relax, or power through this cardio session and enjoy. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Beyond the Bikini Radio. And today I have a guest, Sarah Bishop. I should have said, I know you guys are used to Sarah Ford, but she just got married. Welcome. Hey, Nicole, how are you? I'm doing good. Today we're going to be talking about your decision to come off of the birth control pill and just talk about female reproductive health in general. This by no means is going to be a podcast episode to tell you guys what to do with your body. That's a discussion that you should be having with your doctor and or significant other and any other person that would be supporting you throughout that journey. But it's just to more so go through what Sarah's been experiencing right now. Yeah, so you guys may have heard Nicole just say, I just got married and now she went off the birth control pill. So, oh, what does that mean? Well, no, it doesn't mean that. Uh, Still no babies. Um, But for me, uh, I have been on the birth control pill for seven years. And I also have a history of anorexia. So I've never had a natural period. And for me, coming off the pill is something that I've been wanting to do for a while, but kind of didn't have, you know, the the brain capacity with grad school and everything to, you know, really really dedicate some time to, you know, educate myself about um what it was going to entail and kind of do the prep work to go off the pill and yeah, like Nicole said, like I I'm grateful to have been on the birth control pill. You know, I went on it at 17 because I did not want to get pregnant. And, you know, I think that's very important to talk about is, you know, I think in Instagram world, there's a lot of kind of shaming or demonizing of the pill or just kind of fear, fear tactics. And there's pros and cons to every decision you make. And for a lot of women, um, not being on birth control and risking, you know, getting pregnant when they're not ready is a bigger health concern than you know, any potential effects of the pill yeah. or, or whatever form of birth control you're using. Exactly. And I think a lot of young women are brought into the office and they talk about um, maybe if they're sexually active or not. And if they say yes, sometimes they ask if they're interested in the pill or if they're even dealing with other things like acne, um, irregular periods, and then they throw them on the pill when I think that there's not a, a big enough discussion that's being done. And to be honest, when I was 14 or 15, I wouldn't really be able to wrap my head around consequences. Of being on the... Of the, being on the pill. Yeah. Yeah. I think like a lot of times doctors, I mean, that's like the way our medical system is set up. Like you have a quote unquote problem that you come to your doctor with or, and then they have a, you know, quote unquote solution that insurance covers for the most part, you know, birth control right now is pretty much free. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for a lot of times, you know, doctors don't explain, especially to younger women, you know, they don't, uh, explain that, Hey, you're, well, we're actually, 
not getting a real period when you're on the birth control pill. We're so or we're just kind of masking symptoms here, and once you go off, you're still gonna have to deal with this. Mm-hmm. Um, which you know is that you know I I think explaining that is important, but I think if you still choose to go on it because you feel like that's the best decision for your body, you know, that's fine. You know, I just think you should be informed of pros and cons of bo- on both sides. Yeah, and also, like, follow up on how you're feeling, because I think once, let's say you, you get the pill, um, we're not really talking about, like, a like an implant or any other sort of birth control, but mostly the pill right now. And let's say you get the pill and you start not feeling the best, like mentally maybe you don't feel the best, or maybe you notice like breakouts or a lot of digestion issues. Like you have to follow up with your doctor or else they're not going to know something's wrong because there are different pills out there and maybe a certain brand doesn't work for you. Yeah, I'll say like for me, like I was lucky in the sense that, you know, the first one they put me on, I just, I didn't notice anything like, you know, it'll, I'll be interested to see how my body responds or how I start feeling, um, you know, in a couple, you know, weeks having more time off the pill. Um, you know, if I notice anything on the way down, but it's just important to know your body. And that's why like, you know, as coaches, we're always asking our clients about their biofeedback. So how was your sleep? How was your digestion? How was your mood? How's your energy? How's your sex drive? You know, all that stuff is important, you know, for you to know too. Mm -hmm. Um, So then when you make changes to, you know, your nutrition, your training, or start taking medication like birth control, you can say, hey, something is up because this is not my normal or my average, right? Yeah. Or if you're working like with a coach, like you need to let them know. Like I always get upset whenever clients are like, this is TMI, but I also think that female health has kind of been demonized in a way to talk about or like not normal yeah and more people are talking about it and I've always been very open about talking about my own journey coming off of birth control but you have to let your coach know I have had clients telling me they're going on it and others that are coming off so like whatever decision that they're making for their body I want to be able to support that yeah absolutely like because it, it, it does have an effect like everything you do has an effect so yeah so what made you decide to come off of the pill? So for me, um, I'll just kind of start at the beginning. So I had, um, I got my first period when I was around 13 and I got it two months in a row and then nothing after that. Um, but didn't really think anything of it, like my mom or my doctor, because first year of puberty, normally it's kind of irregular anyway. And mm-hmm. also that's how my mom was when she first got hers. So you know, maybe some genetic components to that. So no big deal. You know, we'll wait a couple months. But um, then when I was around 14 is when I started restricting and over-exercising and eventually full-blown anorexia. So when you don't have enough, you know, calories coming in and you're expending a lot of calories and you don't have enough body fat, your body is not going to have a menstrual cycle. So Mm -hmm. I never got my period back. And then, um, you know never really kind of truly recovered or gave my body a lot of enough time to see if I would get a period back. And then, like I said, at 17 became sexually active and yeah, talked to, you know, my boyfriend and I were like, I need to, you know, we were, you know, being smart, but we're like, you know what, I'm going to go on the pill and just be extra precautious, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's, so that was, you know, from 13 to 17, no natural cycle. Then 17, went on the birth control pill, not going to get a period when you're on the birth control pill. That's what it does. It, it 
makes use it makes it so you do not ovulate and you don't have a cycle thus you don't get pregnant um <laughs> and then um now I am I just turned 24 this year and it was kind of at the beginning of this year that I started talking to my now husband and just doing more research for myself like hey I you know I've been on this thing for seven years my body has not had a period for 11 years and you do need to have that menstrual cycle um to have healthy bones to Mm -hmm. um you know have healthy hormones and right now you know my body's been basically kind of shut off that side of things my um my ovaries my pituitary axis you know sending the message to my ovaries has not it my body basically hasn't been talking to my ovaries and uterus for a while and I know that might sound weird but I mean that's kind of just explaining in kind of like layman's terms here what goes on mm-hmm. um so basically uh want to kind of go back to how it should be and give my body a chance to function as a female should um you know because I never gave my body that chance yeah, and, like, if you think about before you're on birth control, it's, like, a one-way call, your ovaries calling your brain, um, in a way. And then when you have a, a birth control pill, you just turn it into a three-way three way call with someone on mute. And the person that's on mute is your ovaries, because they're override, or, uh, yeah, that's the right... <laughs> I was, yeah. I was almost like, yeah. The birth control pill is, yeah, it's telling, you know... It's a louder signal. Yeah. Yeah. And so it... Those hormones. It steps over and you might think like, oh, I'm, I'm getting my period though on the pill and that period isn't a true bleed. Like that's not a natural bleed. That's a false bleed from basically, and I, I hate using this word, but like chemicals in a way. Yeah. It's a withdrawal bleed. Like yeah. that's why they actually designed the pills so that they had that last week of like your placebo pills so that you would get a withdrawal bleed and women would think it was more natural. Mm-hmm. Which I actually wasn't really getting a period at all, even on the birth control pill. That was just the type that I was on, mine was. Like, that was a kind of a side effect of long-term use. Yeah. So, tampons will be interesting Interesting again. I haven't had to buy those in a while, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I know, for me, I partially went on it for like acne and also my periods being really heavy and painful which it did make my my periods get way lighter and my acne did clear up but I also just dealt with like a lot of depression on the pill and it was like a weird depression like really dark and like was not me at all like although like I had a lot going on in my life it it was like a night and day difference. Like it was almost like a dark cloud over me. So I just stopped. And at that time I started competing too. And I just didn't want to take the pill because I felt like that it would be another thing for me to overcome in a way. Yeah. And kind of on that note, like I, I think a lot of women are scared being on the pill or they worry that they may not be able to lose body fat, you know, whether they're competing or not. And I think everyone responds differently and every pill is different. Yeah. I personally had no trouble getting very, very lean um, on it. On it. I've seen plenty of I relapsed women. from anorexia on it. Yeah. You know, I got very sick and skinny. So, like, that's not okay, but it was possible. But I do know some women, their bodies don't respond well. And um, the depot shot is one that 
most women kind of... I would of, say stay away from that. I would say stay away from that. That's going to be the only kind of advice I give. And, you know, there are, you know, birth controls like the hormonal um, or the copper IUD that's non-hormonal. You can do the patch. You could do... Well, that's still hormonal. Yeah, that one's hormonal. But, yeah, like, you know, there's different options out there. And um, I just think knowing all of your options and, uh, you know, even... Um, the other non-hormonal options, like, everyone forgets about condoms, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. condoms work too, you know? Uh, I think there's a lot of stigma around that. And, you know, oh, it doesn't feel good. Like, okay, well, getting pregnant when you don't want to doesn't feel good either. So, yeah, um, yeah use protection kids. And then what I'm going to be doing is the fertility awareness method. Yeah, which I think, you know, if you're in a, a trusting relationship, obviously you just got married, so you guys yeah, are pretty committed. In, in it for the long <laughs> haul. So learning what like cycle your body is in is going to be helpful if you want to, you know, practice family planning. Um, obviously, you're not trying to have a baby right now, but you're trying to avoid that, so you still need to keep track of that. Right, and I think that's something we should all ch- keep track of as women. Like, I think yeah. it's super interesting. Like. Uh, I got this book, um, you know, the beginning of this year, and it's called Taking Charge of Your Fertility by Tony Weschler, and I feel like it should be high school reading material. I mean, mm-hmm. talking about things like cervical mucus, your basal body temperature, your the position of your cervix, and how mm-hmm. those things fluctuate every month, um, and, you know, cycle. I think, you know, I mean, that's how, you know, you, you use, you know, your, those are the, um, biomarkers you use to find out when you're fertile and you can use that to get pregnant or not get pregnant or just know more about your body. Yeah. If you guys didn't know this, you can only get pregnant a few times out of the month and it's like one day. And it's, I say it's it, like three days. Yeah. And I say a few days because like sperm can live yeah. in the vaginal canal and still get you, you know, it's pregnant. like three days basically you kind of want to avoid you, it for like five days yeah you want to use a backup method for about like five to, if you want to be super safe six days like three yeah. days before you ovulate three days after mm-hmm. um and just be you know super precautious um you know obviously you know either don't have sex or use a backup me- method like mm-hmm. a condom or, you know, if you were trying to get pregnant, you know, knowing those things can give you a better chance of getting pregnant if you're, you know, trying to conceive on the right days. And that's why you're not getting pregnant on the pill. You're not ovulating. Right. Yeah. So if you don't ovulate, you're not going to get pregnant. But there's other benefits to ovulating. Do you want to go into those? Yeah. I mean, like I was talking about before, like having healthy bones, you know, I luckily just found out I do not have osteopenia anymore. Um, and I was able to kind of reverse my osteopenia through good nutrition and um you know training but that is you know when you're not having um you know that cycle of estrogen coming in and if your estrogen is project uh uh, what's the word suppressed suppressed then you know your your bone minerals you know mineral mineral density is compromised Mm -hmm. and when you have osteopenia you can reverse that but if you were to like progress to osteoporosis, you can't reverse that. Right. Yeah. So it's important to check your bone mineral density, especially if you have uh, a past with disordered eating or even over exercising. I see that I saw it a lot in gymnasts. Yeah. Who were just training a lot of hours and um, maybe they weren't aware that they were under eating. Right. And that can affect their bone density. Yeah. So that goes along with amenorrhea, which is not getting your period after mm-hmm. having it once. Um. So that's basically. I mean, I kind of. I mean, I have, 
I had amenorrhea technically before going on the pill Mm -hmm. um, because I did have a period and then never got it back. So, you know, there, my body has never had a chance to, you know, have enough estrogen. Like my body's basically been a prepubescent boy for (laughs) for a while. I feel like I'm going to be like your older sister, like having to talk to you about how it really is. (laughs) I know how it works, but, but yeah. And I mean, women, testosterone is important for you to have as well. And like, look, I got, I think it's important if you do, um, go on the birth control pill or you are just wanting to come off, get blood work done before you make that decision, just so you get a baseline. So Mm -hmm. I got my blood work done before, um, coming off the pill and I'll retest it again in about three months. Uh, to uh, see where my my hormones are at um, post pill because right now they're tanked like my, all my sex hormones which that's what they should be you know as yeah. if I was taking the birth control pill. But I think a lot of women too will overlook it like why do I have no libido? Why do I have poor energy? Why is my strength maybe not the best? Why is my digestion weird? Like and they'll just like overlook it when in reality they they need to look at supplementation as well. <laughs> So Sarah, I know that you've been taking some supplements before deciding to come off of the pill. Do you want to talk about that choice and like who's been helping you through this? Yeah. So when I made the decision that this year was going to be the year that I go off the birth control pill, um, I knew, you know, I did some research and I knew that because my hormones have been suppressed for so long and like we were talking about earlier, um, how that HPA, HPO axis has been kind of um, on mute for a little bit my body would need some extra support coming off the pill. Um, So I uh, am working with Victoria Felkar on this. I'm not sure if she's taking new clients, but would recommend her. But basically what you wanna do before you go off the pill, especially if you've been using it for a long time, is kind of put the boxing gloves on your body, so to speak, and give yourself a fighting chance so that when you go off the pill, when you pull away this pill that your body's been relying on to regulate everything, um, that your body kind of has some extra support and by means of you know mineral, you know proper nutrition, um, proper stress management, blood sugar control, all that good stuff um, to go off the pill. So uh, she, we, I've been supplementing based off my lab work and mm-hmm. um, you know what I've, I've, my symptoms show that I need. So for me, that kind of, you know, this prep work looks like getting my digestion in check. So um, I had my, lo- my blood work reflected that I have low stomach acid and so did my symptoms. Um, so I've been supplementing with digestive enzymes and um, working on, uh, you know, staying relaxed before meals and uh, not fasting for too long because some of those, all those things can uh, further impair digestion and further inhibit stomach acid production. So I've been doing that. Uh, and then working on stress management, so just proper stress perception, not training too much, you know, incorporating um, plenty of rest days. I train two days on, one day off. Um, I'm not trying to diet at all, and I have not been trying to diet. And then um, I've also been supplementing with uh, B vitamins, and which the birth control pill can deplete you of, and my blood work reflected that. So that's why I keep saying it's important to look at your blood work too, because you know, maybe you're, you aren't deficient, but you want to make sure, right? So supplementing with a B vitamin complex, um, various, uh, minerals. So, you know, a, a multi-mineral for- formula that has iodine, uh, selenium, magnesium, uh, then vitamins A, C, E, 
D, vitamin D is very important. I have a lot of lists of supplements, you guys. So that's why I think it's very important for you to get your own blood work done. Mm -hmm. Um, But in general, uh, a B vitamin is probably helpful for anyone coming off the pill. A um, vitamin D is going to be very important. And then potentially selenium and zinc. And also omega-3s, I would pretty much recommend to anyone across the board. But yeah. supplements are great, but you also have to make sure that you know di- your digestion is good so that you're actually absorbing these things and that your stress levels are low and your sleep is good so that your recovery um, is there. It's important to have your blood work looked at. And like, unfortunately, sometimes doctors will overlook blood work if it checks within a quote-unquote normal mm-hmm. range. Yeah. Normal doesn't always mean optimal, and blood work panels are off of general pop, so that you also have to take that into consideration, because I even know when I had blood work done, everything looked normal, but then when I had it reviewed, it came out to be estrogen dominant, so I had to supplement differently for that, and also really high cortisol. Yeah, um, and that's why like I think it's important to work with like a functional medicine kind of doctor or someone that's going to kind of look root cause approach here. Because, like, for me, like, we weren't just looking at one set of labs. I was looking at my labs from the past 10 years. Yeah. And seeing, you know, where, you know, kind of making a timeline for my body and what my body actually needs uh, for going off the pill. And um, now that I am uh, off the pill a week, you know, my supplement protocol hasn't changed. Uh, We did increase some things and also added in just a liver support pure encapsulation supplement, which... um, is just, you know, to help with uh, detoxification of uh, the birth control pill, which my body would do naturally, you know, your liver does a lot for you naturally, but just supporting your liver through proper micronutrients again, and then, um, you know, doing all what you normally do, you know, drinking plenty of water, eating a, a good quality diet, getting plenty of sleep, sweating, moving your body, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing too is like coming off the pill and like anticipating your next cycle. You can't be hard on your body because that's going to look different for each person. And I personally had a client come off of birth control after 10 years of being on the pill. She came off. She said she felt better automatically and got her period like two weeks later. Yeah. And that's not everyone. No, I mean, I'm, so I'm, I, this might sound woo woo, but I believe in this. I'm keeping all the good vibes around this because I think having positive energy and keeping stress low is really important. So that's kind of my attitude going off of it. But I also am kind of being realistic with myself that my, you know, body's been shut down on that side of things for quite some time. So it might Mm -hmm. take three months, six months, nine months for me to get a period back, but, um, keeping stress low. And by when, when I say keeping stress low, that encompasses your diet, your exercise, you know, it's not just, you know, uh, mental. Yeah. Not not just mental stress. It's, It's you know, dieting is a stress on your body's training is a stress on your body, et cetera. Caffeine. (laughs) Caffeine. Yes. Big one too. Blood sugar, you know, waiting too long between meals. You know, there's so many things that fall under the umbrella of stress management. Um, so, um, a lot of times people, you know, message me on Instagram, like, how do I get my period back? I'm like, you need to chill out and you need to support your body by, you know, giving it the nutrients it needs, not running it into the ground through exercise, kind of, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I know that I've lost my period during bikini preps and the longest it took me to get it back was three months. But even those first two months when I didn't get it, I was so confused because I was eating Probably, I was reverse dieting, so I was around 1,900 calories at the time. Cardio was 
pretty minimal and I wasn't getting my period back and I'm like am I broken like what's wrong and I just need to be patient it's just time yeah like if you I mean think about it this way like a lot of times women too will say well I'm eating all this this much food well you may not still be eating enough for what Mm -hmm. you need because and this is a lot of athletes and people that work out and lift um you know that demands a lot of energy so anything that your body if your body doesn't have any energy left over it's not going to put that energy toward having babies right don't like cap it too like don't say i can't eat over two thousand calories like when you could just be holding yourself back and like delaying getting it back right so um i think it is helpful at times to work with a coach because you second guess yourself a lot so mm-hmm. having like a coach to check in with and kind of going over, you know, again, that biofeedback um, and kind of thinking about, you know, if your goal is to get your period back and regain your health, because to be honest, not having your period is just not healthy, like yeah. for the long, for in the grand scheme of things. And it's because you're not, you're not being healthy. Yeah. It might be convenient, but there's a reason why they ask females, do you, when was your last period? Because it is a health marker. It's a vital sign, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, not having your period is a sign that your body is stressed in some capacity and is not going to give energy toward making babies, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, any other, like, closing thoughts? I know that there's a lot of, I don't know, I guess we'll say, like, different Instagram influencers that will push, like, coming off the pill. So, like, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, um... It's such a personal choice, you guys, and do not let this podcast or anyone on Instagram make you feel, like, scared into going off the pill. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, the choice was made out of a choice, uh, out of a place of abundance and a positive place, mm-hmm. um, and I am grateful for being on the pill for the time that I was on it, for reasons I mentioned earlier. And um, you really need to, you know, make a list of what's important to you and your health where you're at in your life right now uh, and, you know, thinking about your own health history. And like I said, don't be afraid to reach out to someone like a functional medicine provider who can maybe help talk you through the pros and cons and um, just don't let anyone make the choice for you. It's your body and it's your choice at the end of the day. Yeah, like no matter what you decide on, like you're going to have to learn how to navigate around that. It just, it sucks being a female because I feel like there's so much responsibility put on us when it comes to reproductive health and being preventative if you're not ready for pregnancy or if you are ready. Like I just feel like there's so much pressure put on the female, but choose what's going to be best for you, not because of your favorite instagram persons doing this with their life and if you'll notice like during this conversation nicole and i've had like i've done a lot of research on this you know for myself and as well as working with someone like i bought books like she has a book that's like the size of a huge textbook (laughs) yeah so like i've literally done my homework on this and you guys are not stupid like you deserve to learn about your body and know more about about your body like i wish that we got this education in school and the education was handed to us But don't be afraid to do your own research and, you know, look for um, credible sources. There's actually a lot of, like, OBGYNs on Instagram that have great information that's Mm. non-biased. So I would highly recommend uh, searching your feed for that kind of stuff, too. Yeah, just get informed about everything that goes on with your body, not just super elementary level. Like, it goes further than that. Obviously, health class, when we first started, they try to keep it simple, but it's actually pretty complex. Yeah, and it's cool. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. 
Thanks, Nicole. Hey guys, on the Beyond the Bikini podcast, you know I talk a lot about training and nutrition. Trust me, it can be hard to hit the gym consistently, track your macros to a T, and feel like you're making progress. So rather you're a newbie in the gym or someone who's been hitting the gym consistently but possibly hit a plateau, then I recommend you check out my one-on-one coaching. No, I do not only coach prep clients, but I coach lifestyle clients as well. I would love to hear more about your goals, so feel free to apply for my one-on-one coaching down below at the link. There we can discuss what you're wanting to accomplish in the gym, with your relationship with food, and how I can help you reach your goals. Okay, guys, so if you are enjoying Beyond the Bikini Radio, I would really love if you could share my podcast up on your Instagram, Facebook, whatever it is. Beyond the Bikini Radio has been up for almost a year, and you guys know that I share a variety of content. Not only do I talk about mental health, physical health, competing, but other areas too with women's health, interviewing guests, interviewing bikini competitors. If you're wanting me to continue doing Beyond Bikini Radio, I would just love to see some love back and you sharing the podcast. It makes me so happy seeing you guys enjoy it and it gives me a better idea of what type of content you guys are enjoying and what episodes you want me to cover in the future or what topics resonated with you. So again, thank you for being a Beyond the Bikini radio listener and keep on listening.